Welcome to the Land Life Podcast with your host, PJ Riley. Hey guys, welcome to Land Life Podcast. My name is PJ Riley. Uh, today, actually, before we get started, I want to say like, review, five stars, and subscribe. Guys, we're on YouTube, uh, Spotify, iTunes. We're on anywhere you can find a podcast or watch a video. Uh, Land Life is there, so make sure you do that. Uh, real quick, though, or actually, now that we've done that, um, guest today, Austin Linney. This guy is like, I, so I, I was looking for short-term rentals, right? I'm like trying to go and uh, in, add to my business, right? We're going to try to look for adding in short-term rentals. And so I went on to a mastermind group that Austin and I are part of, and it's called Arate. Now, immediately when you search uh, the group in Arate and find out who the expert is in short-term rentals is, there was like four or five guys saying Austin was the expert. There he is. See, that's, that's Arate right there. So they were all saying Austin Lenny's the expert. He knows short-term rentals. Um, so immediately I, I messaged him, asked him, Hey dude, what do I do? Where do I get started? He floods me with information, dude. It's just like tons of stuff. Uh, and so that's kind of how I got started in, in short terms. So Austin, maybe let everybody know who you are. I know you got an interesting story about where you live. Um, let's get the, 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 the deets on Austin Lenny. Well, I think what's interesting is half the time when I speak about short-term rentals, people think I'm trying to talk them out of it. <laughs> and, 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 you know, the, I coach a lot of real estate people. I coach a lot of business people is my main gig and we have a bunch of stuff. And if you, you know, there's a joke, right. In the, in the wholesaling community, it's like, you know, there's more people made more money from coaching people than actually wholesaling, <laughs> you know, it's kind of the same thing in the Airbnb space. And so where I have an issue is everybody that's populating the bullshit out there uh, really gets me frustrated because they're all saying the same thing, but they're not giving any value. And it's the things that, that aren't talked about in the short-term rental space. Cause I've done it all. I've done the hotels. Now we're getting into our own development. Now we're buying luxury cabins in the Smokies. I started with an air mattress. I've done arbitrage. I've been in seven States. I've done it all. I did it before. Like this thing was a thing and it's hard, but it's amazing. Right. And I ran through the numbers with a client this morning on a property that we're in contract in one property. We're going to have no money in the deal at the end of it. We're going to have 400 K equity. It's going to do 250 grand a year and it's going to net cash flow five G's a month. Right. Wow. And so you're telling me, and this is the controversial statement. This is where everybody gets the panties in a wad. I'm telling you that you can be financially free with three Airbnbs and you're telling me it's not possible. And that's not the case. It just means that you haven't done it properly or you haven't picked the right vehicle. Look, think of businesses in, especially in the short-term rental spaces as, as this is the most important thing. There's what everybody else is doing. And then there's the soft belly of the, of the, the thing. Right. And yeah. so there's a guy out there. I follow him just because I like to keep track of what people are doing. He has 45 rental arbitrage Airbnbs, meaning that he rents, he rents them and then makes them an Airbnb. And he, he signs two-year leases. I think he's going to be at 80 in the next like three months. He started from nothing, but he only does one thing. It's a one-one. Ten of them, he picks up 10 at a time. It's a one-one in major metropolitan cities. So by one-one, he means, or also means one, one bedroom, bedroom, one bath. bath. 
Okay. One bedroom, one bath. It's the only thing he does. He doesn't do anything else. And he picks up 10 at a time. So think about that from a landlord's point of view. Our occupancy rate is down. This guy's telling me he's going to sign 10 leases at the same time for three years. Wow. I'm in. Where do I sign up? Let's go. Now, that being said, first month's rent, yep. deposit, furniture. I mean, it's a lot, right? But he, what he does, because he's smart, I've watched him. And I have my CEO of my Airbnb company take his course. He got an AMX, he got an AMX card. Okay. He puts it on and he flies all around the country for free. Okay. Because he uses the credit card to buy the furniture, then uses the rental income from the Airbnb to pay off the credit card. But he's got all the free airline points and he's building up business credit. Okay. And so these are the things that people don't talk about, but you want to know the thing that's never talked about at all that my course that I'm doing right now is going to do, which by the way, I've waited seven years to do one. Cause I think it's stupid, but basically we have to do one now with the fund we're running, um, how to properly communicate with the guest, how to psychologically understand what's an emergency and what's not. Yeah. Because when I was dude, and, and, and so learning and getting better in the space was predicated out of, I was miserable. Like at scale, I, I'm, this is not a joke. This is for real. I'm being dead serious. At scale, I was, re I was receiving 85 to 115 text messages a day. Wow. And this is from guests, from people wanting to rent the space. Exactly. Or to stay in your, in your units. Okay. Nine o'clock at night, five in the morning, three in the morning, 11 o'clock at night. Just, I mean, it was consuming me just, but I was like, man, I'm doing it. Look at me. I just did it. <laughs> and I'm like, is this it? Yeah. And so when I left that business partnership, cause he wanted to go in this direction and I burned 30 K like I just walked away. I was done. Yeah. Like I didn't like where they were going. I didn't like the way I was being treated. And I just walked away. I put it to bed the day after I said, I'm done. Like I'm done with Airbnb. I might do it, but that's it. And I'm done. And so like, I went and worked private equity with a friend. I was lending money, learning construction, learning how money get made. And I went to a meetup. I went to a meetup with, for my hard money job. And this lady's like, so I need money for what? I'm building a 50 unit shipping container, Airbnb hotel. And I was like, you're doing what? Yeah. And I was like, you know, I've been doing this forever. I can help you. Yeah. And she was like, sounds good. Where do we start? And so like when I wanted to get out and by the way, just so we're clear for the last two and a half years, I've tried to run from this thing. <laughs> and it it's just you back get, in, man. I just can't get that far. But, but this is the most important lesson. Now the business is structured in a way that it's not that I'm in my seat doing what I should be doing, which is getting money, getting investors, you know, helping find the property, setting the vision, doing the development and allowing my team to run the business the way it should be ran. Okay. And yeah, I'm leaving money, but in the long term, it's going to equate to a lifestyle that I want to lead because remember that perception is reality. And you know what I love more than making money in Airbnb? I love the people that invest in Airbnb. Okay. You know how many great cabins I've been invited to on the lake in Montana and I've consulted on a $2 million piece of property. He's like, Hey, you want to come visit for free? That's awesome. Hey, that you want to come out to my million dollar house in the Smokies? Yes, I do. Absolutely. So, yes, sir. I do. And so, and so 
you know, because we live in an RV now and we travel around, that's what we do. You know, I'm, we are closing on two properties in the Smokies. I'm headed down there in two weeks to watch them and oversee and get them going. But this has been, you know, six, seven years in the making. You know, I started out like everybody else, like literally renting out an air mattress in a room. Like that's how I started. And okay. So you've gone, you, you built a business and it wasn't what you liked, you, you wanted. So you try to get out. You come back in and rebuild a business, and now you're traveling the country in an RV. No, no, no. Wait for it. Rebuild okay. a business, ramping up like you've never seen before. Okay. COVID. Okay. So how do $50, we- $50,000 a month disappeared. Wait, wait, say that again? So I had a business. We yeah. had like six or seven co-hosts. We were brought to bring on seven more co-hosts. COVID happened. Income went to Sarah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, I mean, and now we're in a whole different can of worms where we have a, a short-term rental fund that investors can invest with us and we go buy luxury cabins and now we're looking at doing our own developments. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. So if you were to start over again then, mm-hmm. and you didn't do the initial part, what would be the, the strategy you would use? Let's it's say you so start sim- over. It, it's, it's, it's so simple. It's very yeah. simple. I'll treat you like you're somebody I'm teaching Airbnb. Absolutely. Because you you are. (laughs) I'm learning alongside everybody else. Invest where you want to go. Okay. Okay. So I said, hey, you live in Denver, but man, I would die for a place in Charleston. Okay, great. Go find a place in Charleston. You can buy a turnkey. You can remodel. It doesn't matter. But, But here's the difference. The first property what people are lacking is not the knowledge they're lacking the feeling. Okay. And what I mean by that, I'm a mindset coach guys. I can't help it. You're you're, I can teach you a million things about Airbnb, but until you have your first guest, until you've put 30 grand on the line, until you furnish a place and said, is it good enough? Until they've stayed and left until it's got cleaned by cleaners that you don't know that they're there. You don't have the feeling. So how can you scale when you haven't even started in the first place? Yeah. And so you have to start with getting the flow of the aspects of Airbnb around. And then uh, I just gave advice to a, a, a friend's uh, brother-in-law today. And he was like, well, I should do this. I should do that. I'm like, just start. Like, just do one. And then you'll see like, oh, I like this. I don't like this. Like, yeah. maybe I like the arbitrage. Maybe, you, you don't know. But ultimately, you have to start somewhere. And so the, the basic rule of thumb that I go by that's very simple, very, very simple. Does the property work long-term? Meaning, can you put a renter in the property and it pays for itself? Mm -hmm. Do not, I repeat, you animals, do not buy a property based off of Airbnb numbers. Okay. Please. When we hit a snag in the movement of the market, you're going to get screwed. So now real quick, I want to unpack that really quick before we move on. So now you're saying find a property that can long-term rent. So like you put in a normal client or a normal renter, they rent the place out for, you know, a three-year lease. So you're saying buy a property in an area that you like that can, you're going to short-term rent it, but also if this doesn't work out, it's a property that's also going to be available 
going to be able to rent long term. When we correct? step into a property, when we, the, I'll, I'll walk you through a real scenario, like sure. a, a real, like, uh, I have to decide in 24 hours if we're just continuing forward. Okay. Off market, six bedroom, six bath. Okay. Uh, wow. 560. We're going to put 250 in, another 50,000 for the furnishings. Okay. So we're going to be at end of the property for almost 950. The ARV is 1.3 million. So holy shit, 450 <laughs> grand. So here's the options I have. I can refinance, rent it as an Airbnb. It's going to do $250,000 a year. Okay. We'll have no money in the deal. Or I can sell it and make my cash and put it into the next property. Now I have two to three scenarios that I can operate that property out of. Too many people when they're buying real estate they only give themselves one option and it better work. Yeah. I have about four different things I can do with the property. Okay. You know, you know, what's really hot right now, selling turnkey rentals. So I could furnish it, book it out for a month and then sell that and get top dollar because it's rented out and furnished and they don't have to do anything. And now you're but, selling that though to, to a buyer who's going to buy the property and then they themselves will be renting it out. Correct. That's, that's the term. But wow. here's the rub. You ready for this? Let's do it. I can sell that to them and then attach my 25% a night management onto it and still make money for the rest of the life of the property. <laughs> so you're also managing these things, right? Correct. You're also, you're also, so, okay. Okay. So you're not just buying a house, renting it out short term for those, those Airbnb guests. You're also the management company then as well. Correct. Explain, we're vertically, explain we're how very, you do that. How does, so, how does somebody? So, so the management company is separate from the fund. It's okay. a value add. It's just something I've had forever. So how it would work is an investor would approach me and they say, look, dude, I got three properties. They're all Airbnbs. I'm doing everything myself. I'm exhausted. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a doctor. I, I don't got time for this thing. Yeah. Can you manage it? Yes, I can. Been doing it for seven years. I, easy. Got you. So we have a team. Okay. So. When you hire me at 25, 30% a night per net, so, so 30, 20, 30 to 25% per nightly rate, except for the cleaning fee. Cleaning fee doesn't exist. That, I don't get that money. Okay. So we have to perform in order to make money. We have to perform with our algorithms and the way we do things. Yeah. You as the investor, we would contract the cleaners. We would contact the maintenance. We would handle the guests. We would shop. We would do everything. And you would give us the freedom to do that. And then every month on the 15th, you'd get a five-page statement with the reviews, a breakdown, and you get money deposited in your account. So for 25%, for just 25%, I, all I, gotta, I go in, a, I buy the house, right? I buy the house. I call you and say, okay, I don't know how I'm doing this. I don't know how to do this. You know, I, like I said, like you said, I'm a doctor, I'm, I'm a lawyer, I'm something far away from the property. I really like this area. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to use it when I'm out here, but when I'm not out here, I'm going to use you guys to run the whole thing. Now, how 25%, how much, I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with 10% well, here's, regular here's, here's, rentals, right? Okay. So, so here's the reason why, uh, first of all, I turned down about seven people a week because I only pick certain people. My company is not, there's no website. There's no marketing. There's no Instagram account. Like the joke of my company is it's called unbranded for a reason. 
I didn't want to brand it, but they said I had to have a name because <laughs> I, you only know me if you get referral based, but, but that's because okay. I'm only working with certain investors, certain projects that I want to do and so on like that. But, but when you look at, I mean, think about this, you are running a literal hotel in your house. This is not, I put a renter in for three years and, and change the batteries every year. This is in and out 15 times a week, a month, seven times a month. Uh, I can't find the Wi-Fi code. I don't know how to turn on the light. Uh, my dog ate your fucking couch. Like it's a full on thing. And so for somebody that's a sophisticated investor, that's crushing it and they have economies of scale, it's a no brainer. Now, here's where the difference is between me and everybody else. If you have one or two properties and you ask to hire me, I'm going to tell you a simple thing. No. Why are you going to tell me no, Austin? Because I want you to keep your money and I want you to be financially free. And instead, I'm just going to teach you how to do it yourself. Okay. And so I'm going to give you all my resources for free because I'm just nice and I want to see you succeed. Yeah. That's the difference between me and everybody else because we're only focused on certain projects, hotels, bigger things. But done right. So, so just so we're clear, when I started, I worked a full-time job where I worked 65 hours a week bartending. I had a, I had a regional sales job that I flew around the country once a month as a salesman. And I had three Airbnbs and I was cleaning them all myself. So I've done the thing. I clean the rooms at 4 a.m. and 10 o'clock at night. And so uh, it can be done. It can be done across the country. But you have to learn how to do it properly. But here's what they don't talk about in Airbnb. This is the number one thing that's never spoke about. Everybody wants a property and they want this and they want that. Like if I told you, are you familiar with Lake Tahoe? Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, right? Beautiful, great area. So many visitors. Ask me if I would do Airbnb there. Would you do Airbnb in Tahoe? No chance. Now, you don't, you don't know why, and it's the weirdest reason okay. ever. Because the area is so expensive that cleaners and maintenance guys have to live an hour and a half away. Wow. Does the state, the city you're in, have the infrastructure to support the people that you need to operate the property properly? Wow. And most people wouldn't think about that. So like here in Colorado, we have Aspen Vale the people that would be cleaning those properties wouldn't live anywhere close by. That's super interesting because I would think, you know, you want a, a property in the place where everyone vacations, but nobody thinks, yeah, who's going to clean your property though. And let me tell you something right now. My cleaners are on the witness protection program. <laughs> They're paid the best. Nobody knows who they are. I treat them like gold because they are the most important person that exists in the operations of Airbnb. Yeah. And you have to really understand like when you're, and this is what a lot of operators don't do when they get to scale, you need to go stay in your property Mm. once a month because when you're there and you stay there and you watch TV and you're sitting on the couch or you're in bed, you're going to see things that you wouldn't see from a quick walkthrough and understanding that, Okay, I'll give you another thing that nobody talks about. Do you think that a pool table is a great idea in Airbnb? Me personally, I would think yes, absolutely. It's, a, it's aesthetic. It, it, it's, it's fun. It's an atrocious idea. Okay. Okay. The reason is, is that you're setting yourself up for failure for something to be missing. The ball, the cue, 
So okay. everything in your property that's in there, it better make you money. Because all you're doing is giving your guests another reason to be upset. Okay. So if I hear you right, you're saying find a place that's going to, that, that doesn't have a lot of, um, you know, it's not be an expensive area. It doesn't need a lot of frills, a nice home in a place you want a vacation. Now, is there a specific criteria as far as beds, baths? I know you said the one, one guy, but if, if we're buying, let's say I'm brand new guy, I'm looking out for my, my very first property. Do I need a three bed, two bath with uh, palm trees in the front yard? Uh, do it, does it need to be closer to the, the, whatever the, the selling point is, the beach, the mountains, or are we going, how basic are we going when we go to buy that first property? Well, I have a friend who's really good at it. We've been, we came up together at the same time and I had him on the podcast and he dropped the mic and he said, the number one thing that you need to ask yourself when you're purchasing an Airbnb is what's the why of the property? Okay. Why would people visit? What's the reason? What's going to keep me coming back? If you can answer those questions legitimately, then we're good to go. Like I had properties in San Antonio that were seven minutes from the, the convention center that had an event every weekend and the basketball stadium in downtown San Antonio and the military bases. And yeah. they're coming to this river walk. Like it was really easy. But if you can't answer that question, then you don't have a property to buy. Yeah. You know, what's crazy. You want to know the number one market in all of the country for uh, short-term rentals? Uh, probably uh, the, the, the West Virginia or the mountains out in uh, Gallenberg or Smoky Mountains. Do you want yeah. to know why? Well, you know, no, I don't know. Don't know. Um, they've been doing it there for 70 years and the entire uh, area supports it and has mm -hmm. the infrastructure to do it. Oh, and also it's the number one visited national park in all of America. Yeah. But nobody knows that. Right. Okay. So let's use that as an example. Then. Mm -hmm. uh, the Smoky Mountains. How far away, let, let, let's say you're, you're, like I said, you're brand new. You're talking to the wife. You're like, hey, we're going to get into Airbnb. We're going to start doing this. Um, Austin has been coaching me. I'm ready to go. How far though, away from the mountains? Like, are we going, can we go 10 minutes away, 20 minutes away? You know, what is our, um, what, how far away are we still going to be able to use that as our why? Uh, I think it's debatable uh, in, in areas like that. Um, remember that everything I'm saying is to caution you so you don't yeah. lose your shirt. It doesn't mean that, and everybody that's listening, it doesn't mean that the property that's an hour and a half outside of town hasn't crushed it, right? Like sure. even I, right? Back in the day, you know, everybody wants to go to Austin, but Austin's basically illegal. So I was doing them up in Round Rock and, and, uh, and Georgetown, which is 30 minutes up in the city, and we were booked 24 seven. Yeah. So like, it's all relative, right? Yeah. But, 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 but like 20, 15 minutes, 30 minutes is so like something like that is totally doable. Right. Yeah. Because think, of, think about it from it's there. I mean, you can literally talk about this forever. <laughs> the price, think about the price point too. Like the price point that you're going to have to rent out at night says, think in your mind, it says the type of person you're going to bring in. Sure. Right. Like the one we're looking at, it's like 800 bucks a night. Well, that's going to be like multiple families that come and stay or like a big family. Mm -hmm. And so like, we know who's coming. So like, there's a reverse engineering of like, well, why is the price? Who's going to come? What's it going to stay? Is it by a hospital? Like, and, and this is the number one question I get and I can't answer it. And I refuse to answer it. What's the best Airbnb? 
dude, there's 17 million reasons why, or if, you know, like I don't have the reason, right? Yeah. But what I know is if you underwrite it using air DNA, right? That's the website air DNA. And it tells you the numbers. And this is what you can expect is that I can outperform those numbers. But for me, it's a great baseline to say yes or no. And so I use that as kind of a baseline. And, 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 and I can't tell you, and I, I'm being dead serious. We always underwrite conservatively because I would rather over deliver from you than over promise and not deliver. Yes. And I have millions of investors and clients yell at me. Like they're like, well, I've seen this and I've seen that. I said, yeah, that's great. But, but what, what's the worst case scenario? Like, you know, um, it, we have to be careful how excited we get off the numbers because I would rather be surprised by the numbers and know I got a good deal. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you one of my favorite deals I ever did. It took me nine and a half months to buy. Okay. Nine and a half months off market it was the house across the street from me. I told the guy, I said, Hey man, if you're ever going to sell, let me, let me know. And he goes, ah, oh, we're going through some family deaths right now. And like, nobody lived in the house. And he's like, I'll, I was like, just call me if you do. Yeah. Uh, so it was downtown San Antonio. They owned it forever. He knew the number he needed to get. He was very, he didn't care. Like he just wanted the number. He didn't want to deal with an agent. Like this is the second property I ever bought. And I'm walking the house with him and he's like, what does it got to have? And he's like, it's got to have a five in front of it. I'm like five, what? He's like 52,000. And I'm like, what? Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, give me like, like a minute. And I just walked out of the house and he goes, look, dude, if I see an agent it is done, the deal's done. Like yeah. I hate agents. And I'm like, okay, okay. okay. So like, I, I, I called my uh, father-in-law at the time and I'm like, Hey, you remember like when I told you to like uh, pull the trigger, like, and just like move money, like make it happen. And I was like, this is it. And so I, I printed off uh, uh, a contract online yeah. and I, I called my buddy and I said, Hey man, I'll give you a bottle of whiskey. If you, if you just tell me what to fill out and he's like, <laughs> all right, sounds good. And so I filled it out. I took the earnest money. I went to the title company. And I was like, I think this is how you do it. And I, I, I did that. And then uh, I wound up buying it with my father-in-law. We tried to remodel it ourselves. Uh, <laughs> I must've done 70 dump trips. It was only 900 square feet, but we basically like dug into the house. It was 1930s. We wow. basically rebuilt the fucking house. Like I, I fired like so many contractors. It took us forever. We did it. So it was a 900 square foot, two bedroom, 1940s. We shut down walls, changed everything around. Uh, and I was like, look, there's so many three twos on the market. Like, I wonder if like a two one would work that sleeps like six. I bet there's like people that want to visit and they want a yard and all this stuff. Sure. And so I'm like, I think this is a thing. So I put it up on Airbnb. Our mortgage was four twenty. All in one hundred and twenty dollars. Yes, our okay. mortgage was four twenty. All in every month, the bills and the supplies was like seven fifteen. Okay. And for two and a half years, that property did twenty two hundred to thirty seven hundred bucks a month. <laughs> and we so, and we sold it. We sold it for one hundred and eighty one thousand and broke the square foot in the neighborhood. And I sold that two weeks before COVID, like I was a, like Nostradamus and, <laughs> yeah. and uh, it was the best deal I ever did. And so remember you're trying to buy the seven bedroom house when my two one was destroying everything. Yeah. Cause I yeah. bought right. So, okay. So in the spirit of talking people out of things, sure. that was your best deal. Mm -hmm. What would be, this is crazy. You, you have a worst this? deal. I do. I do. You ready for this? this I'm ready. Crazy, right. Okay. 
a a three three uh okay. five minutes from the from downtown San Diego. How's that the okay? Here's the problem in California. The nut is so big. Mortgage, fees. Yeah. We would crush. I mean, like destroy it. Like have the best month I've ever had in Airbnb. Like so much money. Okay. It'd be like two thousand, fifteen hundred bucks to the uh, investor. That's so rough. that's why I can't tell you what the best property is. Yeah. Yeah, because because I know as as a person looking to get into that industry as well, I would be looking, I am looking at beachfront or beat near the beach or, um, you know, near a ski resort or or something to that effect. Uh, I would never have thought downtown San Antonio uh, as a good place for Airbnb. So this is this is the well, information. Here's, here's, as we're no, learning. here's what's great, right? You ready for this? I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna. This is where you got to do your homework. Did you know that when it comes to conventions, the only city that beats San Antonio is Vegas? Really? I would never have known that. Now, now, where did you, how did you know that? Where did you find that information? I worked in the hospitality hotel space. So okay. it's just stuff that you track. I'm reading the papers that everybody, nobody's reading. I'm talking to the developers, finding out where they're, they're doing the next thing. I'm, I'm having the conversations and that's kind of how I got all my intel. Okay. Okay. And, and real quick, guys, um, as far as AirDNA Air goes and any sort of um, link. So here's the deal. Like that, you, when, you go on, when, you, yeah, when you go on AirDNA, mm -hmm. don't pay for anything yet. There's a free version. Okay. You type in the address and go rent analyzer. And then if you decide that you want a certain city, just pay mm -hmm. for that city and it'll be like 20, 30 bucks a month. But the entire, I have the entire country and that's like, like a thousand or 3000 a month. So don't do that. Okay. Okay. But, but, but just find the area you want. You can get enough rough numbers to give you a, an idea of what you're looking at. Okay. And then here's the deal. I'll do the same thing I did on another podcast and you can drop my phone number 512-529-7515. We'll have it whoever, in there. Whoever sends me a text or shoots me a message on Instagram, I'll drop a bunch of free uh, Rain analyzer, training videos, a mastermind, a coach, whatever they want. Awesome. That is huge. That is huge. Especially for a brand new person. That's, that's gigantic. Okay. So day one, let's say, are, are you think we should look at maybe as a brand new investor, uh, one market, two markets? Um, how, how much do you want us to, uh, a new investor to kind of work it down? I think two's max. Okay. I mean, it, the, you know, here's the deal. I'm, you know, we've established that I've had some time in the space, right? Sure. We're only in one market right now. Wow. Because we're, we're, we're scaling up a large operation and we were getting tossed properties from Texas and Florida and everything. And I told the team, I said, shut it down. It's too much. It's too much noise. We got to focus on what we're doing. And since we did, boom, 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 picked up like three or four properties. Wow. So, you know, I've got a friend. He's one of the best developers in the country. He's the legend in Nashville. He's a fucking king. He's amazing. You know what he did? He was an agent. He was a commercial agent and he was exhausted. He was exhausted from driving around, you know, to yeah. South Nashville, Franklin, North Nashville. He told himself three years ago that he wasn't going to leave a 10 block radius in, in East Nashville. Mm -hmm. 
he did $250 million worth of real estate in the last two years. In that radius? In that radius. Oh, my God. 10-mile radius. Do you radius. recommend calling realtors? Or, or what, what, if, what if you go along? So one like- of the things we've done that I haven't shared with anybody is realtors are interesting people, right? And mm-hmm. if you find a good one, do this. This is a technique I've never shared with anybody. Say, listen, you find me a person that wants me to co-host or manage their property or I can rent their property out or uh, a possible turnkey that I can buy. Yeah. I'll give you 5% of the net profits for the first six months of the project. Okay. That's a That's huge perk for a realtor. Exactly. And so, you know, I have a friend who manages 50 in Florida and she's got 20 properties doing that same tactic. Wow. That's, that'll help scale quite a bit too. I mean, is it just, I mean, if you have multiple realtors doing something like that, that's, that's pretty exactly. impressive. And, 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 and vice versa for my co-host, and I, I don't need to do this anymore, but for my co-host, when we started, um, uh, you say, okay, agent, you're selling properties that people are going to be using Airbnbs. Well, why don't you use, I'll give you a referral fee if you tell them that you know the management company to manage their property. Okay. Okay. There's so much information here. Um, one thing I wanted to ask too, Zillow, Realtor.com, all those sites, are those good options for someone to go look for a house? The one I mentioned, the 500 one, we found it on the market. Okay. So MLS. Oh, yes. MLS, talking to agents, wholesalers, all the above. Yeah, correct. All that stuff's out there. Okay. All right, man. Dude, this is- I love it. This, there's so much information here. Uh, real quick, one thing I wanted to ask you too about- um, I mean, we're, we're really getting digging deep into the, the, the short-term rental stuff. Um, business specifically though, so let's say you're running, you start to run your short-term business, uh, your short-term rental business. Um, preparation. Preparation is like the most, one of the most important things I've known about business. And it's one of the big things that stop people from getting in. They look at it and they're terrified. What do I do? Where do I start? Okay, I got you. I got you. This is the number one lesson. Right? Okay. Okay. Let's ready? Go. Yes, sir. This is one of my favorite authors. His name is Dan Sullivan. He wrote okay. Who Not How. Okay. He wrote, yep. uh, yeah, all that stuff. He wrote a book called The Four C's. Okay. And he said, the problem where people can't take action is they have it backwards. You're waiting around to learn enough information to gain the confidence. But this is how it works. You make the commitment today that you're going to be an Airbnb investor. Then the courage comes. And then when you get the courage, you get the capacity the skill to do it, and then the confidence comes. Excellent. Get out there and take action. Ready, fire, aim. I love it. Get out there and do it. Don't waste any more time. Awesome. It's been awesome. No, but here's but here's the more important question. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. When are you going to get your first? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm already working with the... I, I, because of the information that... Actually, I'll, I'll make this very clear. Because of the information given to me by Austin, when I initially asked him, uh, we, we already kind of had our market. Uh, contacted a mortgage company, um, got started with them. I've got a realtor in that area. He gives me access to all the MLS. So we've got every what piece city? in, I'm sorry, Panama, uh, it's Panama City and Panama City Beach. Okay. So my daughter lived there uh, for a while, for about a year. And we would go out there all the time, visit, man, we really liked it. Uh, so we said, let's get a place and we can come back here. We like to visit all the time. So uh, let's get started here. So that's, that's my initial market. Awesome. I got a good friend I'm going to introduce you to. Awesome. In the market. He's got a couple of hotels, I think. So 
Hey, uh, let's we'll, do it. We'll hook you up, man. I appreciate it, dude. Thank you so much. Yeah, 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 absolutely. All right, um, guys, Austin, anything else you want to say? Uh, also, where can people find you? There's got to be, you're all over the place. Anytime I look up Austin Lena, I see him everywhere. So um, let everybody know how they can specifically get hold of you as well as that phone number again. Yeah, just you go to austinlinney.com, L-I-N-E-Y. You can look at the podcast. You can reach out from there. Uh, but if you hit me up on Instagram, Austin Linney, uh, shoot me a DM and I'll be happy to uh, answer any questions. Sweet. We'll get all that stuff in the show notes. Austin, I ask one question to every single person on this podcast, the millions and millions of people that have been on this podcast. I buy and sell vacant land. That's the Land Life podcast. It's very clear. Mm-hmm. If you could buy land anywhere in the world, mm-hmm. where would it be and why? So it's actually, I thought about this. It's going to be different. I'm going to buy five pieces of extremely large land. Okay. I am going to put an RV park on 10 acres of it to pay for the land. I'm going to break it apart in three to five acres and put cabins on each property for my fellow entrepreneurs and business partners. And then I'm going to sell that to them. And then they're going to be able to go from Texas, Utah, Tennessee and the Northeast uh, and then to Costa Rica and travel around. And then we're just going to have a a huge community of entrepreneurs kicking butt. That is awesome. That's a great answer, man. That is a great answer. Awesome, dude. Thank you so much. I really, I really appreciate it. And you gave me so much information. I learned a ton. I guarantee anybody listening to this learned a ton. Uh, So thanks a lot for coming on. Wonderful. Appreciate it, man. All right, guys, land life, like subscribe, and I'll see you next time.